Good afternoon, and th thank you so much to our Jazz Combo for being here with us today. Merry Christmas, everyone. It is a joy to see you all here. Let me ask you to stand and join us in singing. joy it is to be here today for us to share our adoration of God with one another in this community, in this time, in this place, as we join our voices and our hearts. I'm Nathan. I'm one of the pastors here on staff, and we're just delighted to have you in this space with us. We want to celebrate that next Sunday, 945 and 11 a.m., we will have a blended worship service um, in our sanctuary. You are invited. We hope you'll um, be here if you're in town. Um, we just know um, that we love you and you know that you have a place with us. Let us continue this time of joyful worship. Continue to sing with us, church.
You may be seated. How does a weary world hold on to hope, practice peace, spread joy, or know love? How, How does, does a weary world, world combat cruelty? How does a weary world shine a light into our blackest and bleakest night? We do all these things with God's help. For tonight, a child is born in Bethlehem. Tonight, Christ draws near. Tonight, we light the Christ candle. Tonight, we are not alone. God is near. Love has drawn close. Rejoice, for God loves this weary world. Amen. scripture lesson comes from Isaiah, beginning in chapter 9 with the second verse. There's going to be a point in the scripture reading where I will say, and his name will be called, and they'll list three names. I want you to join me. I want you to participate in that. And so when I get to the place where I say, and his name will be called, pay attention to the screens, and let's say those names together. Let's hear the word of God. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. 
Those who dwell in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. Thou hast multiplied the nation, thou hast increased its joy. They rejoice before thee as with joy at the harvest, as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, thou hast broken as on the day of Midian. For every boot of the tramping warrior in battle tumult and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us go to God in prayer. Mighty God, we give thanks for this time together, for being able to come and worship and to celebrate you, Emmanuel, coming to be with us. For us to experience the Prince of Peace, we must be agents of peace. So God, challenge us this day, encourage us, give us the strength that we can bring the peace into this world. One person one neighborhood, one community at a time. May we seek every way that we can to bring peace to those who are feeling lost and hurting and weary. God, we give you thanks for the gift of the sounds of children, the wrestling, the wrestling, the excitement that that all reminds us of the joy that is of this season, of Christmas the joy of having an innocent, vulnerable child come and change this world. And for that, we give thanks. And may we always, forever, find ways to change our lives to be more and more like you. In Jesus' name, amen.
invite you to stand for the reading of the gospel. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment when Canerius was governor of Syria, and all went to be enrolled, each to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to be delivered. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And in that region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, be not, be, be not afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will come to all the people. For to you, born this day in the city of David, a Savior, who is Christ the Lord, and this will be a sign for you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, on on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger, when they saw it, they made known the saying which had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary kept all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. This is the word of God for the people of God. You may be seated. So one of our favorite days in the life of the church next to today is when our church hosts our ministry partner, UMAR, for their Christmas party. UMAR is a United Methodist organization that aims to promote inclusion, independence, and growth for adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities. The Charlotte community is robust and vibrant and a beloved community partner of ours. Even if you don't know UMAR, you have likely enjoyed or witnessed artwork by them and as throughout the, all of the city of Charlotte. So last week on the day of the UMAR Christmas party, I wasn't involved in the planning or execution of this party, so I didn't really have plans on joining the celebrations, but I happened to be walking down the hallway on a mission to fill my water bottle up and I ran into Dr. Howell. Dr. Howell was on his way to the Christmas party and we were having a conversation. So I decided that I would keep our conversation going and just walk with him to the party. So by the time that our conversation had ended, I was standing in the doorway of the party and one of the UMAR friends had made eye contact with me and waved with both of her hands and was smiling and she said hello and she looked at me like I was a long lost best friend of hers who I had not seen in years. So then her friends at the table also saw me and they too stopped what they were doing and welcomed me with more excitement than I comprehended and I started to wonder, do I know these people? But it was such a gift to be welcomed with such warmth and love. So I decided, okay, I have to come to the party now. So I walked around the room and I decided, you know, that made me feel great to be welcomed that way. Like I'm going to say hello to everyone else that way too. So before I knew it, I had carried my empty water bottle all around the party and ended up staying through the Christmas carols. And so as the party was wrapping up, I grabbed my water bottle and I looked at my watch and realized, wow, that was the longest break I've ever taken to fill up my water bottle. But man, I was so grateful for that holy distraction, that sacred disruption that I experienced through the goodness of that holiday party. When we look at today's Christmas story, this too is a story of sacred disruption. Jesus 
was not a part of anyone's plan. Mary and Joseph were not planning on having a baby in this way or on this timeline. And Bethlehem was not prepared to welcome a savior into the world. And our shepherds certainly were not planning on being visited by an angel on just an ordinary day of work. So when the shepherds are having this normal day of work and the angel comes, they stop and they pay attention. And we are told that in a mix of fear and awe, the shepherds receive the good news of the birth of Jesus. These shepherds hear this news and they believe. So they are inspired to go to Bethlehem and to see that God is indeed here and with them. They are willing to be disrupted. Now they could have received this message and they could have been like, wow, that's pretty crazy, but that's not our problem. We're shepherds, not messengers. We should just mind our flock and get back to business. But they receive this news and they know that they are being called into a narrative greater than themselves and they say yes to being a part of this Christmas story. The shepherds travel to Mary and Joseph and they celebrate this good news together. And it is a gift to Mary to be told of God's message and its good news and it is also good news to the shepherds to be in the presence of, the, of Jesus himself and the Holy Family. Mary, likely exhausted from childbirth, receives this good news from the shepherds and delivers the line we all know and celebrate this time of year, that she pondered all things in her heart. The unexpected meeting of the shepherds and the Holy Family is a gift to each and every one of them. We never know what God has in store for us, but we have to allow ourselves to be disrupted, to be surprised. Four years ago, our church hired Jason Reimer as our new director of youth ministries. One of the largest traditions that he inherited is our love feast. The love feast is celebrated every year by our youth ministry and traditionally involves a sermon that is led by the director of the youth ministry. If you know Jason, you know Jason is called to be a proclaimer. He grew up preaching in his home church, and if you have ever been around Jason, you have seen the passion and excitement that he brings to any kind of speaking engagement. So when he was hired, I remember one of the first things him sharing was how he had already been writing the sermon that he wanted to preach at the love feast for years. And you could see how excited he was to preach that exact sermon. But as December got closer and closer in that first year of him being our youth minister, the Holy Spirit disrupted his plan. God placed on his heart a new way of doing the love feast, an entirely youth-led evening, not a single adult in the chancel of the sanctuary at our church. The sermon would now be broken up into three parts that would be led by seniors who would tell their story. The prayers would be read and written by youth themselves. The music and worship would be led by the youth. The welcome and the benediction from the mouths of 17 and 18 year olds. Now when I first heard this, I will admit, I said, wow, what a risk. <laughs> And every year, I am so blown away about how wrong I was to be concerned that first year. God works with and through the youth of our church to tell a greater story and create a worship experience that far exceeds any of our expectations. Jason's willingness to be disrupted created an even more powerful legacy than any sermon or any that he could have written or any of the pastors could have written for this beloved church tradition. It is so tempting in our nature to curate and control every aspect of our lives. It's so natural for us to plan ahead and keep ourselves accountable to our future. And a lot of times, don't get me wrong, that is helpful. 
But sometimes we need for order, we need structure and order can get in the way of the opportunity for some holy disruptions. How many of you in this room have a schedule of exactly how the rest of today is going to go? You know down to the table settings what your Christmas dinner is going to look like. Or maybe on a normal week, your Google Calendar is filled hour by hour, minute by minute of what your day should look like. We spend so much time with our heads down, focusing on ourselves and our experiences that we can miss that God is working all around us, disrupting us and inviting us into this sacred story. When we think of our lives as a series of boxes to be checked, we don't allow ourselves to be surprised. We don't allow the Holy Spirit to guide us away from our norm, what we might expect. So my prayer for each of us as we go forth from this place is that we might be willing to be disrupted. We might lean into questions like, well, what might happen? What might we see that we would have missed? Who might God choose to lead? How might we be surprised? That we can remember that we are written into a story of unexpected heroes, kings born in mangers, shepherd proclaimers, and teenage mothers who co-create with God. This good news reminds us that God exists in the ordinary, that God chose to come into the mundane for God's goodness to shine. We don't have to go looking for brilliance. We don't have to control or curate it ourselves. This is God's gift given to us. We have a God who grants us a story that far exceeds any of our expectations, that disrupts our norms and brings so much goodness and liberation to this weary world. So today, on this Christmas Eve, we rejoice that God showed up and disrupted Mary and Joseph and their plans that God gave the shepherds a really weird day of work, and that the world itself was turned upside down when a little baby was born in a manger, and our God came to this earth to redeem and save each and every one of us. Thanks be to God, and Merry Christmas. One of the gifts we get to participate in as a church body is to be wholly disruptors of status quo and norms that hinder people that we reach. So our offering, 100% of our offering, helps disrupt um, in a good, in a joyful way, going towards our school partnerships to help students who might not otherwise have access to food, and also abroad with our Zoe Empowers partnership. So I invite you to give generously and with joyful hearts.
I invite our ushers to come forward as we all share in the sacred and beloved act of sharing each other's light as we start with the Christ candle.
friends, we have been reminded that we have a God of love, peace, hope, and joy, and that Christ will be with us as we go forth from this place. Go now in peace. Church family, join us in singing. Thank you. 